1: Good morning to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. And today I'm here with Caleb Kid-Coy. And we are at the beautiful resort of Movara a, at a conference. So that is why our room is very different. We're very far away. So just us to clarify for that. But Caleb, I want to get into your story because we don't have a whole lot of time. And Caleb has an amazing story. So do you want to just dig in
2: Let's do dig in, Doc. And thank you so much for the opportunity to come and to come and share with you guys. So uh, like Cam said, we're going to get you started and uh, go down the path a little bit. right? Yeah, we'll we, you- be on the cliffhanger and then we'll, we'll follow up and do a second part. Because We are not in those vans to go on this hike. We are in big trouble. Yeah. We did about eight and a half miles yesterday. so <laughs> we're, we're feeling it. So, yeah, my uh, my journey, Doc, you know, a grown up preacher's kid. Um, re- relatively conservative parents, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of restrictiveness. So you know, there is this balance, and because I was a preacher's kid, right? My, you know, my parents taught me a lot about faith, which I appreciate. But there was also the, the pressure of conformity. Yeah. And so, as a teenager, you know, it was it was uh, the pressure to sit in you know the front row when my dad was preaching. My mom was a worship leader. Yeah. And, you know, put on this good little, you know, preacher's kid to, you know, by appearances, you know, show that we're this perfect family. And yet, you know, I'm off doing drugs and, you know, living the party lifestyle and nearly lost my life, my life to meth as a teenager at 17. So, you know, Cam and I were talking this morning and, you know, it was, it was one of those situations where mom and dad felt like they were, they were losing hold. Yeah. And the more they felt like that was slipping away. The more, you know, they would bear down and that pressure you didn't have to do this, and of course, the harder they were on me, the more I rebelled. I remember by the time I was in high school, I was, I was basically living in my friend's house,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and just, just mm-hmm. gone all the time and
1: pulled yep, yep,
2: And completely pulled away. But, you know, so we were talking about the contrast, right. Yeah. About, you know, parents have to lead by example. And when we see our kids going down a path, our teenagers going down a path specifically, it's just like the desperation. Yeah, we start like cooking and, um, and, uh, yeah, and yeah. reining in and putting rules and exactly.
1: laws and laying yep. down the law and yep. what happens. And,
2: and, and what happens. And I guess thank God mom and dad were out of town when I had my overdose. Oh, you know, we were we were partying for about a week. I've been up for a week and on uh on meth, you don't sleep, you don't eat. And so basically a virus had attacked my heart. And they were not at a preacher's conference. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's one of those situations. You know
1: but,
2: yeah, a little bit ironic. But, you know, looking back in retrospect and, you know, realizing, okay, as a dad, I don't want to be that, yeah. you know, parent. And for my oldest, my teenager, you know, it's uh, uh, the ex and I had divorced when she was about 16 months old. And so you're already dealing with that dynamic. And I have two other little ones. I have a three and a half-year-old toddler and a new two-month-old baby boy. Yep. Little guy Axel. And um, you know, trying to do my best to lead by the and to, to show them right that there is there's a better way. And the challenge with you know mixed family situations is you know. It, at least for ours, it's two very conflicting, different parenting styles, morals, ethics, values, mm-hmm. completely different. And so, when your kid is, you know, spending more time with sure. one parent than the other, obviously, by natural law, right, they're going to conform more to the ideals, beliefs, being your ultimately, of the other parent. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the challenge because at times you feel like. You know you're loving you're loving from afar yeah and so you know for nearly for nearly 16 years at times fighting tooth and nail to remain an active part of my daughter's life and i was talking to dr Cam the other day about what my wife had said you know because in the midst of
1: your um, current wife,
2: my current yes my, my current <laughs> wife we've been together over a decade about you know the situation and how hard I tried and yet at times you're just completely helpless she said to me Caleb hey, your oldest will she'll always know like that you were never not there for her yeah so that was the determination I made doc was like I I'm going to tell her I'm going to be there for her yeah. and sometimes that meant driving seven or eight hours over a 12,000 foot mountain pass a winter storm just so that I could spend a day with her at school yeah just to show up and so these are the kind of sacrifices but I just you know I realize I am not going to not be present
1: so I feel like there's several things I want to just pull out from what you said because this is like a very you know full cycle that we've covered and so I think some of the key points to really bring out is, you know first of all preach your son everyone it's all about appearances it's all about looking like the right family and there's so much restriction mm-hmm. of what you're able to do is such high expectations, expectations, which I think all families have because yes. we want our kids to turn out well, but we're also very concerned of how our kids show, they're an extension of us. Correct. So we want, we, there's value, you know, we, we put worth in how they appear to others mm-hmm. a lot. So what's happening though, is they're restricting, 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 and as I tell parents all the time, the more we restrict yep. out of fear, out of the right reasons, but the more we restrict, the more you push. them. And so you are an extreme. Yes. I mean, you went from preacher, son, really, really extreme to this end to meth over it. Yep. Really, really extreme over this.
2: And we're talking about a kid who was very, very shy until high school. Mm. And in high school, I came out of my shell. A big part of that being the rebellion yeah. and got the nickname Crazy Koi. So Which
1: that's my you last name. <laughs> <laughs> let just put it yes. down, okay. I mean, I that way. Right. not changed. Right. <laughs> but in a different way. Yes, in, a in a different, different way. way. But here's the thing I think a lot of people are going, wait, okay, so you had a meth overdose, but now you're about values and teaching your kids, even if it's from afar, good values. So how did you... Uh, how did you go from meth overdose to good values? Like, where where is that transition?
2: Yeah, it's like you know. So, and we were talking about this earlier, right? That I I found my own way. I found my own faith. But as parents, right, we can't we can't force our own belief systems into our children, right? Again, yeah. that's the whole leading by example. So for me, it was as a very very separate journey. It took me, you know, nearly losing my life to get there, but that's, that's how I'm trying to do it, right? That the way that the way that I act, the way that I behave and ultimately the way that we treat other people, Mm -hmm. right, is a reflection of our character. And so I think, you know, we, we all, we all don't think the same. We all don't believe the same, but your, your DNA as a parent is, you know, obviously is physically instilled into your children, but they are going to take on, right. A lot of those thoughts and belief systems. And so you know, for, for example, for me, you know, being being that foundational fortitude for her, even though my, my daughter was a part of a broken family, mm-hmm. you know, now now we're demonstrating to her, because my wife and I have been together over a decade, right? Yeah. We have two kids together, that you can make it work, yeah. that two people can commit to each other, mm-hmm. through hell or high water. Yeah. You know, and my wife and I, we've been, we've been through both, yeah, so. <laughs> multiple times yeah. over. But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, it's all choice, Karen.
1: It is all choice. And I think what you're saying, though, too, is we tend to want to mold our kids by restriction and controlling. And what you're saying is that didn't work. And I see that not working for a lot of people. What I do see working a lot, which you're an example of, is by modeling the behavior that you want your children to be to to modeling the type of person you want your child to become they are observing they Mm -hmm. are pulling that out so they may go their own route but eventually if they've seen it over and over again and so i know you were saying your hope with your daughter who you don't you aren't able to connect with as much as you would like by far um you're at least modeling that behavior to her Mm -hmm. and so you're hoping through that and as we were talking, it's like right now, it's tough. It's like, you know, she's getting this pool. It's really tough. And yeah. you've got several years where eventually you're gonna have, you have that foundation that you've created. You keep showing up, you keep being there. It's eventually going to return, right? right? Yeah. And you know, you've kind of had to let that go, which has been really, really tough.
2: Yep.
1: Um, but realizing that you can't control it. Yeah. It's really, really, I think that's the hardest thing for exactly. parents to realize is you
2: the, can't the helplessness. control it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the tears that I shed as a dad, just feeling completely helpless as a protector, right? And I think it's different with little girls, right? Because it's just like, there's an extra layer of, I, I have to protect my daughter, and, and my hands are tied, tight from right? doing that. And we talked about this whole letting go thing, and the pressure... You know, through through alienation, through conflicts, through all the drama, right? And drama would have been very easy to just pull back and
1: say, I'm out. I'm done. I'm yeah. Out. Which I see people do. Yep. They're so frustrated and they're yep. personally hurt. Yep. They feel rejected by their kids. And so they just, feel like, I'm done. Yep. It. And I keep begging them, please do not give up because yep. your kids need that. So I just, again,
2: I, I determine that she's going to always know that I'm here, Yeah. right? And, there, and, there, and there's times where I'm going to have to wait on that end, right, for the communication to be an issue. And that's the other thing. You can't force the communication, yeah. right? You can't force the communication because that's going to pressure them away as well. And, you know, as parents, it's just like, we want to be those parents that say, you know, hey, we want you to be able to talk to us about anything. But yet if they're in another environment where they're made to feel guilty for having a relationship or communication with the other parent, then by nature it's gonna be hard for them to. And so, you know, I've learned so much about, about letting go. And you know, you've hear you've heard it said that you really love someone, you let them go, right? And it's like, ah, oh, you hear that, but until you really, really experience it, it's the hardest thing in the world. More than-
1: so, um, how, how we do a time? time? We've seen people go. Yeah, seven fifteen. All right. We we gotta make the best. They they leave without us. They will leave without us. So,
2: yeah, that's kind of kind of some nuggets before yeah, we go deeper. Good, deep good them, right?
1: stuff. Yeah, and I I really I want to really unpack the, you know, the impact of your parents because I think ultimately they did some really good, they did a lot right yep. because you turned out good. Yep. But there was a big blob in the middle of that right. probably right. could have been prevented. And that's what I want. I know a lot of parents are like, well, that's great, you turned out great. Right. I don't want my kids to have to overdose from that before. Doing right. that. So how do we avoid that circle? Yep. And then unpacking your relationship and kind of that transition with your daughter on you know, that frustration because yeah. I, you know, way too many parents in that situation that just mm-hmm. feel out of control with yep. with other spouse and other family and just so we're gonna go because I have to. We have to get ready.
2: Oh, and I was just gonna say one, oh, one we'll more thing, time. real we'll quick, because my parents for 25 years were marriage and family. And so part, part of the example is the fact that, you know, they stayed together, they're together today. Uh-huh. So that DNA made me realize that this is possible.
1: Yeah, and works.
2: I watched him counsel people that seemed completely hopeless, right? Mm-hmm. Completely hopeless. But if both parties were willing to make a choice, and mm-hmm. I think this just doesn't go for couples, it go for, you know, parents, mm-hmm. father, daughter, mother, son, you know, vice versa, that if you're willing, right, to make the choice to communicate, work their way through it, that. The relationship can be restored. But that was the other aspect, right? It's just like I realized it may not be till adulthood that my daughter like, can have a mm-hmm. relationship
1: that I really
2: want.
1: But you're laying the so, foundation yeah. so that you can have that. Yeah. And that is really, really important wow. yeah. Okay, we're gonna go and I have to walk over here and thank you all for jumping on. For <laughs> yeah, bye.
0: And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS. So you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.